0: Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So, this week on the podcast, we have the phenomenal Killian Coyle. Killian is an actor and a producer whose work you'll know from right across the stage, the screen, and behind the scenes in the production end of things, which is actually where I want to start because he's at the helm of a new play by Kira Elizabeth Smith. It's called We Can't Have Monkeys in the House, and it is at the new theatre running from November. 13th to November 24th. Although I felt that could have started on November 12th, but you're going to see all that on the website anyway. Go and check it out. Look, Kira's work is unbelievable. Um, I mean, she's a guest on this podcast. If you haven't listened to that, go back. I mean, it's, gosh, it might be back over a year at this point, but it's an amazing episode. Go and have a listen. Uh, the cast is absolutely phenomenal. It's Meg Healy, it's Danielle Gallagher, it's Camille Lucy Ross, and it's Ashley O'Mara. I mean, they're all phenomenal performers who I've been lucky enough to work with in some capacity or another. Another um, with every single one of them, which is uh, obviously a real privilege, because as I said, they just are brilliant at what they do. The play kicks off at 7:30, as I said, in Temple's bars, in Temple Bar's new theatre, uh, and I couldn't recommend any more. I am definitely going to be in it, and I urge you to do the same. As an actor, Kilian um, is really, really uh, phenomenal at what he does. Um, I've seen him do what I've got to audition with him a couple of times uh, which is actually a real joy because uh, he's brilliant at what he does and it's amazing always to see him on stage doing what he's meant to be doing and um, he's uh, on screen which I just saw recently in um, the brilliant Rosie by Roddy Doyle uh, I mean he's just done some work on Fair City as well as that on stage um, the spinning heart which I mean the success was unbelievable that's by the phenomenal Donald Ryan um, and as well as that that's been back for so many runs in Smock Alley obviously and then they hit the Gaiety Theatre which was such a success and um, it was kind of amazing and inspiring really to see um, I suppose people like my own age just doing stuff on that scale and um, especially as Killian was a producer in that one as well with the brilliant reality check which he is obviously such a part of. Um, and yeah, look, he's also done The Boys, which just finished up recently um, at the the, the the Viking in Clontarf. And yeah, look, I could go on for hours about his work, but you're going to hear over the course of this chat, he's a super engaging guy. Uh, we get on really well, and it was really nice to have him on the podcast. So, killing, if you are listening, thank you so much for taking the time to do it. Uh, in other news, as you're listening to this, I am probably away in the west of Ireland um, wearing tracksuit bottoms and no deodorant, because uh, that's kind of uh, what, what, what um, I, I needed, um, just getting to get out of the sea for a little while really had a couple of weeks off and I'm just embracing that Uh, but don't worry I have loads of podcasts in the can some amazing ones actually that I'm really really excited to release um, including uh, an amazing episode with the brilliant Justine Stafford from joe.ie you'll also know her from her comedy sketches from her memes from her t-shirts and she's just an absolute gem of a human being Uh, also uh, another mead Uh, me the person which is always good to get on the podcast and um, it's a really amazing chat like we just get into it across the board we have an amazing chat about um, eating disorders and body image and all that sort of stuff because it's something that Justine's experienced and she's uh, talked about it very openly in her comedy uh, and with a real um, light heartedness and openness and vulnerability that I think is just pure infectious so I'm really excited to share that one with you too Um, but look there's an amazing episode here before we get ahead of ourselves so please in Enjoy the fantastic Killian Coyle. But it's real funny, I always try to think of a different, uh, is that an adverb? Is that what that is? Like a different word, anyway, to describe the guest. I don't know if I've ever used fantastic before, but he is fantastic. It's Killian Coyle playing personality bingo with Tom Moran. Killian Coyle ready to play personality bingo. Yo! Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. So uh, a quick explanation of how it all works. Uh, I've got 60 minutes on the clock, 60 balls in here, and 60... Yeah, there is a real clock. Oh, my God, there yeah. is. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a digital clock. Yeah. Nice. And we used to... Sorry, used not digital. It's actually on a,
1: it's on a monitor.
0: Uh, n- n- yeah. 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 And we used to have one and I used to have to look at my phone which was just and I'd have to remember the time we started and it just all because when you look at a phone and these things in fact I don't even like the way my phone's on the table it just feels <laughs> I just love the way you just chucked that on the floor. I did <laughs> yeah. I mean there's a lovely a lovely shaggy carpet there. Nice. Um, and yeah so I've got these 60 corresponding questions I've also okay. given you five numbers on that sheet of paper would you do me a favour and read out the five? 19, 3, 54, 14 and 29. Excellent. Do me another favour and pick a Six something between one and sixty that's not already there.
1: Okay, number 41 sure that's not no 40s there yeah
0: nice any reason we've gone for it
1: that is my home address number and that is all you're getting of my home address uh, yeah that was the follow-up <laughs> question um, could you give us the rest of that please?
0: <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to open could you up give us a po- consonant please carol <laughs> and a vowel please and i should say that if uh, all six of those numbers do come up that means the tables are turned and you get to ask me any question in the whole wide world i'll give you a totally honest answer Oh, oh
1: yes, I already know my question. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> yeah. How do you know? That's oh, impressive. Uh, <laughs> br- I really hope I get this. <laughs> this has been
0: obviously burning with you for a long yeah. time. Uh, all right, let's just uh, get right in there. Give it a spin. Okay, I'm nervous. Oh.
1: Jesus. Oh, nothing's coming out. Okay, we're done here. Thanks very much, Tom. Actually, nothing is coming. Out. There we Oh, go. yes. It just takes one. a minute
0: to warm up sometimes, you know, like ourselves. Here we go. Number 44. Do you have it?
1: No, I have 41. No, no worries.
0: Oh, we're going right in there. Number 44. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, my God. Um, know when to say sorry. <clears throat> and know when to own your mistakes, I suppose. Uh, never be too stubborn or non-humble. If that's <laughs> What's the other... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah, I suppose. And never to be too stuck in your ways. You know, always try and remain, uh, you know, open to changes and as fluid as possible, I suppose. not. You don't be cemented in your way of thinking or your way of being or your way of doing something, I suppose.
0: Try and, try and always be fluid, I suppose. Was there someone that, that gave you that kind of portion of advice? I, really I like actually it.
1: can't remember who gave me that advice. It's always just... Some who, who gave me that advice? Um... I don't know. I don't know who gave me that advice. It's always just something stuck with me. Maybe it was someone in Gaia, one of the lecturers in Gaia when Merlin. We yeah, or maybe it was one of my teachers. I'd say it was one of my teachers, probably in school or something. I really don't know right now. But um, do
0: you like advice, or would you consider yourself quite a like a a strong headed, like sure of yourself person? I'm pretty strong headed and sure of myself, and I'm
1: sure that's the reason why <laughs> that person gave me that piece of advice. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty strong headed, and I've. I have a good amount of self-belief in my abilities, so if I go for something, I just do, just go for it, you know, and I do it, and, and I believe that I can do the thing. Um, maybe to my detriment in some some aspects, I don't know, but, um, yeah, I just kind of dive in and get the, get the thing done. Um, but there are other ways of doing things, I suppose,
0: Do you find it hard to say sorry in those moments when when you are wrong?
1: I did. I found it uh, when I was growing up. I found it was really hard to say sorry. Like saying sorry was like, like just my whole body would just go, you know, it's just one of those things like, yeah, I've gotten, I think, I hope I've gotten better at it. Um, I think it's a very important thing to know when you're in the wrong and to... um, yeah, own up for your mistakes, and 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 that's that's how we learn, you know. Um, I guess what we both do is all about making mistakes, fail, fail, fail again, learn from that fail, move on, pick yourself back up. fail you know, drop to the floor, pick yourself back up again. You know that that's the whole game. And I think maybe getting into this game of of acting and, and producing and and having to uh, learn along the way and make all the mistakes and learn from those mistakes, it's become a lot more easier for me to go, oh. Yeah, I fucked up there. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, that was dumb. Okay, that's wrong. I won't do that again when I go to the next thing or when you, you know. Anyway, that's a lot of
0: waffle. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's interesting. So you know that self-belief that you, you, you talked about and that ability to just kind of dive in and believe if you're going to do it, you're, you're going to do it right, you're going to do it as well as yeah. anyone else. Where Where do you think that that comes from? Is that something you've always had or is it something you learned? No, God, no. Um, I think...
1: I don't know where that's come from, to be honest. I think it's just from, yeah... I don't know. I think it's out of necessity almost that she, you know, it's kind of a do or die attitude I have. If if like, there's no two options about it. There's no, there's no, there's no such thing as it's you you can't do it or it's not going to happen. It you you're going to do it and it's going to happen, or you're going to (laughs) die. Or you know, there's no, there's no, there's no two options. So I guess putting myself, I, I I don't know, mentally, I just kind of try and. Uh, i get, there's no the what's the what's the point in not being sure of your abilities you know or or you know you're twenty seven years on the planet you you have a wealth of experience in those twenty seven years of living and yes it's a, it's only a blip really you're we're still you know young, but I think you have to have the the rest of the ill feelings and the negative feelings will only slow you slow you down if you know what I mean and get in the way um obviously too much of the pendulum saying into the other the other realm can make you an kind of an arrogant ass whole <laughs> thing we can't swear i love it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so uh yeah yeah does that answer the question
0: yeah it does no it, it's very interesting because like i, I think yeah it, it's 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 very interesting about I think people, even you see it with people. For example, right? It's such an obvious example. But someone like Conor McGregor, I actually am annoyed at myself for bringing up this an example. But well, that's when
1: the pendulum swings in the other way, and that's where uh, also personality. That's an act, you know. There is he's he's a showman, and 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 he he's an excellent showman. That is, but that's exactly the pendulum swinging the other way. But that's that that persona lends itself to that world, if you know what I mean. Totally, because um, like, I mean, the
0: times when he's most admirable to me are the times when he wins or the times when he loses. Because in both instances, he's actually very, well, he comes across certainly is very humble. It's it's in. Yeah, the, I and think I, he pushed the boat
1: a bit too much in the last, you know, the last fight with all the build up there. You know, yeah, it's in the build up. Man. Yeah, you know, you know, getting personal with people and about their religion and about their parents and about their country. And and I think all that's low blow stuff, but uh, you know, it it that world is aggressive. It's full of testosterone. It's huge. It's big. It's chest out. It's proud. It's so that that he he is, you know, he lends itself to that. You couldn't have a Conor McGregor walking into a rehearsal room for you know the Abbey, <laughs> you know, you'd just be like, well, could you though? Actually, you probably have. At some stage Def- sure You definitely have What am I saying Come on Is there a bo- bollocks button here That we can press <laughs> <laughs> Bollocks <laughs> like, No there, there probably has Let's but, make um, that a thing. Yeah can we, can we Yeah because I, I say stuff And then I want to just go Bullshit Bollocks we can, we can make that t- a rule For this yeah.
0: episode If I say something you think Is bollocks Or I, vice or
1: versa Or vice versa We can hit the button And go bollocks We can just interrupt each other Yeah yeah great And if I say something stupid I want to go back on it We'll just say bollocks And I'll go back Yeah excellent Unreal I lo- okay I, I love this That's a new rule
0: Alright sweet Let's give it a roll Okay do it all right, here we go. Number thirty-four. Do you have it? No. No worries. Number. We're gonna thir- have to go through these quicker, man, because
1: I want to get these six numbers. Ah, all right. right.
0: We're at ten minutes already. What are you doing? Okay. We're two balls done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's th- speed this up. <laughs> fucking let me talk. And sorry, I will. Sorry, you pricked. Sorry, sorry, Number sorry bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <go on. laughs> Do
1: you cry often? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I wish I did um, more. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't. I, I really don't. I don't cry often at all. Um... I feel a lot, i'm you know, I'm huge like I've, yeah, but I don't cry, I'm not a big crier, mm. I cry at funerals, funerals are the one thing that will set me off they they're the only thing that will really really uh, set me off. I just death is something that um is so uh final and so um it's just heartbreaking, I just think it's a really really hard thing to go to go through, um especially you know, being there afterwards and seeing the aftermath of of, of all that and, b- and the church or whatever, not not the church, but even the, cer- I went to a um, a humanist ceremony there and was just absolutely stunning and it's the only way I want to go now because um, mm. it was so much, it was instead of it being about 80% about God or religion and 20% about the individual, it was 90% about the individual and 10% about, you know, living and life or, you know, there was nothing, was, it was all about, all focused on the person and what they meant to people and people came up and, and spoke um and that just really gets me going <laughs> yeah, not not gets me off that's the wrong bollocks
0: uh sorry <laughs> it really upsets me
1: um yeah so, yeah, that's one thing that would make me cry.
0: Yeah, it was funny. We were ta- I was talking about this with someone recently, and it was, like, the the age where you become aware of, of, like, death. I don't know if you had this, but it was that thing of, like, when I was a kid, and I realised that, pe- like, my, for example, my parents, like, were going to die someday. Yeah. Like, I'm very lucky. I, both yeah. my parents are still alive. But I, I really vividly remember going to bed every night and, like, really being very conscious about the last, like, literally the last, like, three or four words I said to them in case they weren't to wake up again. Yeah. Like, so that... Thing that that the fact that like um death is one of the few things that will like provoke tears for you apart from obviously the finality of it and it's something that is universal across the world Mm -hmm. is there like a a, a specific personal thing that you think that that's why it resonates so strongly with you um no I, i don't know uh that's a good question um
1: I don't think it's anything in particular. Like, I'm lucky enough, again, to have both my parents, to have my inner circle of family. I've I've never had to lose someone close to me. Mm. I've never lost an aunt, an uncle. I haven't been alive or old enough to understand the loss of a grandparent. I still have my granny. She's been, you know, I lost two grandparents when I was not born and one when I was, like, six months. So I haven't gone through any death of people close to me. But I have gone through... Um, the death of people close to me, people close to them. If you know what I mean, someone very like parents of of friends, sure. and having to see them go through that, um, you know, uh, that's a huge. Uh, I guess that's a huge wake up call, and 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 maybe that triggered something as well. I just think there's n- there's nothing like it. You know, it's it's um. I also yeah. I don't know. I get very, <laughs> get a bit philosophical about the whole thing. I'm, 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 mad into like the purpose of all this and space. Yeah, and I'd love to talk space about it. And yeah, I'm, I'm, so, man, I love space documentaries. I just love learning about the universe and the scale of it. And 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 you know the probability of 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 us being here and and being at the stage that we are and, and the prospect of what else is out there and how far along they are and and, and you know and, and also it's 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 baffling to think about how infinitesimally small our everything that ma- makes us us is is contained in in our skull that's that's everything we feel everything we know everything we understand everything we've ever loved or ever will love everything that we everything that makes us us is contained in this tiny tiny thing in our school and if you were to size that up to the scale scale of earth you know or or even the scale of ireland and then the scale of earth and then the scale of the sun and then the scale of the you know it we are so so tiny um and it's just I, I love reflecting on like when i suppose when you know you get when when issues are happening here it's like you know it's just it's it's very, it seems a bit it's inconsequential if you know what i mean it makes it makes it feel a bit inconsequential yeah, that sometimes um,
0: d- and to go back to a little bit th- the last question we the were
1: the death thing or we you, you know th- then I that ties into death because i'm like we can't even comprehend the w- the universe around us fully so what is to say what what is to say there isn't something after death or what, you know what you know i i i'm not a religious person but i do think that we our brains are too small to understand what could happen after or what's happened before, I don't, I, you know. Mm. Um, all we can go is, oh, we were a singularity and that exploded into the universe and it keeps spreading out. and, You know, but then what? what is it after that? Do you get what I mean? It's a bit bleak to think it's just nothing, <laughs> you know.
0: But, yeah, and when, with the bleakness of it, then s- say those moments you are talking about, like, you know, you were talking about, like, say, l- l- just life in general and those moments where you are on the floor and then you're like, no, I'm going to go again. Like, is that something? Do you find how small you are a comfort or does it, is that a... Does that frighten you?
1: I, I, you lose it every now and again. You don't think about it in day-to-day life mm-hmm. at all. It's just sometimes when you... I, I just reflect or watch a, I know, a ridiculous documentary on space or something. You just, it just reminds you kind of like, Jesus, like, there he is. There's something huge. I, I went to India once and that's probably what triggered it off. I went to India when, in, when I was 16 and I was climbing in the Himalayas and... I, there's no natural light for hundreds and hundreds of miles when you're up there so there's nothing when the, when the night sky comes out when you're up you know thousands of feet the atmosphere is thin there's no natural light there is more stars in the sky than there is blackness do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and you look out there and it's like each one of those is a star each one of those has a solar system with planets rotating around it and you know it's just like yeah. Anyway, we're getting rambling here now. Yeah, no, bollocks! That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it a spin. <laughs> Let's give it a spin. No, it's
0: good, man. Don't worry. If it gets bollocks, I'll move you on. It's good. It's yeah, all yeah. interesting. I'm interested. All right, here we go. Number 20. Do you have it?
1: No, 29, 19. No.
0: All right. No. Number 20. What do you think the biggest misconception is about being an actor? And maybe a producer, because you do both. The
1: the biggest misconception about being an actor is uh, I, always find, uh, I always find it funny. I've heard people... Um, you know, who are in their mid-twenties, just like, oh, I'm going to give the acting a go. I feel people, like, don't underestimate... I think people underestimate the amount of graft and years of, you know crap that goes into trying you know i I, sometimes people just go yeah i'm gonna gonna do the acting now and you know it's like it's like would 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 you turn around to me and go yeah i'm gonna do the medical thing now or yeah i'm gonna do the space engineering now or like and and you know acting isn't you know there's they're very different things but i'm like i feel sometimes people just underestimate they think it's just like a little a little hobby that we all go out and you know we play in a room and we pretend and we it's like yeah
0: sometimes that, that that really grinds my gears <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. Um.
1: yeah does that answer the question yeah it
0: does <laughs> no it's interesting like because it is one of them things because like on one hand you're completely right and then on the other hand like you know it's funny I literally just came from uh, Bow Street they were doing like a week of like workshops right mm-hmm. so I was in with a, a session with Maureen Hughes and she was talking about the way she cast off and she was saying like f- and I agree with you because it, it grinds my gears to a point as well but then you're like she was talking about her casting process, whatever anyone makes it up, but she was saying that, like, I think she was talking about love-hate. Now, whether this is... When she said this in the room, I was kind of like, bollocks. But I assume she's not lying. She was saying (laughs) that 80% of the people that she cast in it weren't represented actors. Now, that to me sounded crazy, which implies only 20% of them were. But, like you know and I know she's just done that new like Taken Down or whatever that new show is coming out on RTE it's by Stuart Carlin as well but like it's interesting because like then sometimes you do see these amazing performances by people and you're right like they don't have any like craft necessarily but I don't know they might have this unbelievable charisma or they're just a bit interesting like it's co- but that's kind of frustrating like mm. as as two people who say gone and studied and who do like work on like the craft of it do all this thing it is kind of frustrating that someone could just come from left to field and kind of be better than yeah.
1: you yeah but they're they're yeah but that's the minority they, mm-hmm. that's the smallest percentage totally it's, agree, it's, yeah. you know, that is like finding a diamond in the in the in the desert do you know what i mean that, mm-hmm. it's not like there are people that do that there absolutely are but you'll find that the majority the vast majority are people who've Absolutely grafted uh, for years, um, you know, and and you know, you know, I can name loads of people that you know, Liam Neeson didn't, you know, he was grafted for years. Um, uh, what's your man's name, Snape from Harry Potter? You only he was working in an office at forty, said, and you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go go do this, and you know, there's loads of people that you know that had to graft for years, yeah. decades, you know, and I think that's where it is, and that's probably what. Gives me as well, going back to the, well, you were talking about self, self-belief or, you know, something like that. I'm a firm believer is if, if you break your absolute nut off to make it happen, it'll happen. Like, you, you, you know, hard work pays off. If you just work and keep going and keep the head down and stay focused, it'll happen. There's no, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. You know, you just gotta do it'll, you'll do it, and don't take, no, don't take no for an answer. Do you know, yeah. from the universe. I mean, not, not from anyone in particular. Just don't let, don't, don't let the universe turn you down. You just, just keep playing ahead. Like,
0: uh, do you ever think about like, it, you, you know, I'm sure you've heard that story of like Jim Carrey, and he writes a check to himself. Oh yeah, the,
1: that's an amazing story. He did that speech in front of uh, graduates in a in Californian college or something like that. Right. Yeah and yeah. and
0: like and I agree with you I actually think I have a very similar philosophy to you so let me play devil's advocate here like what if you just break your bollocks for the next 60 years and like you're consistently doing it and like I'm sure we've all seen people like who are doing it for like a very very long time with little to no like reward on any level not even like little microscopic things like getting auditions yeah. getting an age no like, i
1: understand this this thing eats people up like it's it's completely uh, like you're completely right i don't know maybe that's just me being young and naive and living in a fantasy land and i'm sure that people that will listen to this and go ah, <laughs> bollocks where's <laughs> that button gone because there are people that d- do break their n- nut off for years and that nothing happens um but i don't again about going back to saying about feelings that just will get in the way and only hamper your efforts and your focus and your drive those those thoughts i just don't entertain i don't like you know and and that's not to say oh i don't have moments of like self-doubt or like you know (laughs) self-deprecation you know or whatever the hell like but um it's uh i just think that they're only there to distract and waste your time they're not serving any positive purpose in in getting you to any any place except back
0: yeah I love it and and so when those moments of self-doubt come is it as simple as that for you for saying like this is not a functional feeling I'm getting rid of it or is there a process that you have to? No there's a process no it's not as instantaneous as that I go through but like
1: like, like every actor I know every everyone in the arts I feel like you always go through moments of self-doubt and self-deprecation where you think oh you're fucking shit <laughs> you are a waste of space you suck you can't do this no you can't fucking <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, I just kind of it does take you. Just I just have a discipline now to it to be like, n- notice they're there, let them say and do what they want, and then they'll f- they'll you know, it's kind of like the tide yeah, It comes in, it'll come, it'll go back out again. Do you yeah. know, do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah.
0: Um, um, I'm interested in that question, but from a producer point of view because I think producers are one of the most mysterious people in any like even Enigmas. I'm I'm in like <laughs> show business or whatever the fuck you want to call it I, I still don't necessarily understand exactly what a producer does especially yeah. at like the level because you are working Neither do bit. I Yeah well <laughs> fuck it so well, like so what's a misconception about what you don't know what you're doing <laughs> No no I, I don't know but, uh, like
1: for me producers um it's obviously it's all a collaborative thing you know producers are there from the beginnings so like um uh, you know it's it's about putting the finding the creative team putting putting them together um, you know uh, finding the piece what do you want to say um, it's about bringing those creatives together in a s- in a space to allow them to do the things they do best and and to work together to create the thing um, it's it's about organization it's about getting the bums on seats it's about pr it's a bit it's a bit about everything do you know what i mean um but um it's a facilitator of the thing uh, for me um but it's a bit you get to do a bit of everything the reason i got into it is because i was i was when i was acting i'd have ideas about like Lights and I'd have ideas about sound and you know all different ele- elements and I'd be like you can only say and you can only offer so much when you're the actor in the room and you're in the rehearsal room you're there to act and and learn the scenes and and get direction and you know d- you know focus on that and um, and I found oh well I'm good at organizing stuff and I'm in the game a bit so why don't I just produce so I can it's another outlet for me to be able to kind of. Get get into those, or to talk even to talk about those things. I'm no light designer, and I never. I'm no sound designer, but I do like. I love being on the other side and being able to have a conversation with those people and be able to talk about those things. You know. Um... Does that what what was yeah. the question? No, that's I mean. it. No, it's <laughs> just <laughs> like,
0: it's, it's in it's just. I think it's interesting, like even as someone who's within a thing, what like the misconceptions are from the outside of it. So I mean, I think like that one about acting. I mean, in particular, like it's it, it's true because you hear that all the time. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Let's, uh, I hear. I only heard it a couple of weeks ago from someone else, and I'm like, excuse me,
0: um, yeah, man. I'm just like. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean y- you just have to say like, "Oh, cool. cool yeah, good luck with it," you yeah, know, yeah. And all the best, but like don't. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll find out they'll find, they'll find out soon enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. Number 42. Do you have it? Ooh, 41. Oh, come on. <laughs> Number 42. The question is, if there was one thing you could change about Ireland, what would it be? Oh god.
1: Here we go. Um. Uh, I don't know. Nothing. Ireland's great, you love No, it? no, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, do you like
0: it as a place?
1: Yeah, no, I do love Ireland as a place. I love the people, as as cl- as cliché as that is. Like that's quite a touristy thing to say. Uh, you know, I, lo- I love the Irish people; they're amazing. But uh, um, no, I do. I I love home. You know, I love I love Ireland. I love being at home. Whether um, I I'd change something or not about it, Jesus, we I don't even know. Um, Silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I really don't know. I, I mean, I, th- there's I tons of like, there's ton- We could get into all the social and political and everything that's gone on in the last twelve months and eighteen months. But I just think there's there's an excellent movement happening in younger people and in, in the country, and you can see it in the referendums. It's really exciting to see things that have passed, like um, marriage equality and like the eighth and, and all that sort of stuff. And th- things are happening. Do you know what I mean? Like movement. It's things are moving in a interesting newer age direction. Um, I, st- I, you know, th- you know, I watched this amazing documentary the other day. I can't remember what the economist name's name was. It was on RT, but it's about the state of the housing crisis and yeah. about like how the money is getting stuck in with the older generation and the younger gen- generation is not filtering down to them. They're not feeling it, and none of the younger generation are. No matter if you're working in a solicitor's office, you know, six days a week, you're still struggling to get a mortgage or to find an appropriate house, which just beggars belief. So, but like. In it, yeah, listen, we could waffle about this all day. I just think it, it's it, it's we're in an interesting time, and I think um, it'll be interesting when we're forty or fifty or sixty. What what kind of an Ireland is it going to be then? I think it might be one of that hot properties on the planet and in terms of the way the planet's going like with the likes of America and Brazil just electing that uh, Bolsonaro that absolute lunatic Mm -hmm. and stuff that's happening uh, right wing stuff that's happening you know we can see trickles of it all over Europe Um, uh, Ireland you can see a little trickle of it happening with Peter Casey but we can see the resounding voice uh, for now and hopefully for the rest of time is no to that Um, and stuff in the Middle East I think Ireland is going to be one of those neutral little pockets that hopefully (laughs) <laughs> you know this is dream stuff but it does loo- it looks like that to me you know there's a a very progressive forward thinking mo- movement in in the people here which i find pretty pretty good do you think about leaving um i do t- for temp temporarily Um, but not for um, the rest of my life. No, I'd love to live in London for a bit. I I love it over there. I think it's great crack. I just don't think you could ever be bored. I know people who've lived there for 10 years and still don't know when I say, oh, do you know this place? They go, no. (laughs) I don't know where that is. So, you know, it's just, you know. Um. So, yeah, I'd love to live there. Um... Is there anything, st- like, keeping you here for now or stopping you going? Well, just work, like, it's actually good. Work is good at the moment, and, you know, pro- we're programmed, I'm, well, I'm busy up until the middle of December, and then where it's Christmas and New Year's, and then stuff at the company, you know, uh, in the first three months next year and figuring out, you know, what we want to do there for 2019, have some stuff in the works for that. So it's like, it's, you know, just work, and there's stuff happening here, and the iron is hot, shall we say. Yeah, it um, <laughs> so it'd be a bit uh a bit silly to be leaving. Do you yep. know what I mean? Like it's it's good. I'm I'm happier at the moment. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, feel it. All right. Let's give it a spin. Spin it. Okay. Do it on.
1: Oh the, we have a rogue ball. Hang on. Oh did that oh that's a, you you have one in your hand. I hands. have one you in have my
0: one. hand. I have one also that landed on my scarf. Nice. Uh number fifty four, do you have it? Yes. <laughs>
1: Woo. Let's keep these going. Right, we
0: need to speed round this. We have 30 minutes left. Ah.
1: My first number 54.
0: <laughs> number 54. Alright, the question is who is your favorite actor?
1: Oh, god damn it. Um <clears throat> You're going to have to give me a second on that. Okay, so, I, you know, Killian Murphy, I suppose, has been one of my inspirations. I think he wanted, he's d- his career trajectory and, and, and kind of, you know, him as a person um, and the way he shaped his career, I, I think it's really interesting. I just think he's very impressive. Um, you know, we watched a film a few months back called Sweetie Barrett, where he plays just this. It's with um, Brendan Gleeson, and um, he, he plays this barman in it, but he's in his like He's like 22, 23, and he's just like just this guy in the pub, like, really unassuming, and then you watch stuff like Red Eye or, like, the Batman movies or something, and you just see, like, how far, what the trajectory, you know, you look at that, and, you know, yeah, he can act, like, there's there's an actor there, but, like, the growth, and then straight into Peaky Blinders, I think what he's done with the character of, um, Thomas Shelby is fucking amazing, and um, that was a terrible Birmingham accent, I really need to work on that, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I just think he's, he's uh, for, from an Irish actor's perspective, I think that he's really pretty impressive. And I saw him in the, in, the, um, what's the crow Thing one with feathers. Crow, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, grief the uh, is grief is the thing, thing with feathers in the black box in Galway. Traveled mm. down to see it. And I just thought it was hugely impressive as well. Um, so yeah, he'd be one. Also, in terms of, uh, well, maybe an American one would be Robin Williams. Mm. I think Robin Williams was probably one of the most beautiful souls to ever grace the planet. Um, m- most tortured, but I just, yeah, just I suppose because he was around, when you're in your formative years as a child and stuff, I became really attached to him. And like when he died, I was, you know, there was actually grief, <laughs> grieving there, and I think loads of people felt it because he is, he just had this soul that was just like unlike any other, you know, per, person on screen, unlike any other person that's been beamed into our cinemas or beamed into our homes. There's no one else, and there probably will never be a person or a soul like his. He was just operated on a different spectrum spectrum to the rest of the planet and that was obviously his his undoing as well he just uh, he was um he was somewhere else like he was not operating on where you know on on, on the level where we are all on i, I just just he's yeah, he's really inspirational to watch. Um, yeah,
0: do you believe that about people? I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and I, I and I think it, I can't remember how it was framed, but oh, and I remember we were talking about say like even in in the gate recently, like someone like Ruth Negga, and obviously getting to see you know an Oscar nominated mm. actor up on stage doing she was phenomenal it, as well, like doing be inspira-
1: inspirational stuff as well, incredible, incredible yeah,
0: things. But like d- we were having the conversation of like, are these people just people who are you know? Like, right at the top of their game, they're they're doing whatever, or are they just playing a, a different game? Do you know what I mean? Like, we were saying about Robin Williams, he's not living on our planet. Do you actually believe he's not, like, I don't mean literally not living on our planet, but that he... He was born
1: with something, or born in, he, like, he, he I watched documentaries about him, and, and all the way through his early years, and when he started doing comedy, he, his brain worked at a speed, and a, 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 like, a creative platform, or level that was unlike anything else. That's what... He just has this shining... Like, he beams. Like, if you ever watch him on screen, he just beams. Like, I don't... There isn't anyone else like him. He's just... Uh, he puts a smile on my face. He could just be sitting there listening to someone speak, and he makes me, like, smile. He has this warmth and this energy, this aura that's, like, unlike anyone else. And I've no, I haven't i have seen it since. Mm. Um, what, did, what was the question again? I, d-
0: I don't know. We are just talking about, like, that thing of, like, is he... Like uh, I- oh, are these people at the top of the game? Yeah. No, I think no, because it's it's all
1: about the experiences they've had. They've built, they've they've experienced stuff, and they've they've learned, and they've made the mistakes. Going back to the thing, they they've just travelled a, travelled a road a bit further along. I think Robert Williams is maybe a bit different because I just think like, but like I think you can uh, going back to Killy Murphy, you can see the journey, you can see mm. the road he's travelled, you can see the graft he's put in, you can see the knowledge he's obtained by securing those jobs and being on those sets and being on those stages and working with those directors and, you know, those people. um, You you, you learn, you know yourself from, from doing it. You learn every time you do a job, do you know what I mean? Totally. Or you take something from working with a, a co-actor, you know, you're looking at them, what they're doing, and how they're breathing, you know, how they're taking in the thing or how they're, you know, yeah you learn a huge amount from the the road traveled on i think um there's obviously the particular people but it's it's more i think th- again going back to the majority it's about the road that's been traveled i suppose
0: the day robin williams died i was like about like Unbelievably close to his house. I was in California at the time, uh, and like we were on the island because we did the like whole boat trip over to like I think it was Sal was the island where where mm-hmm. his house was, and like I remember so clearly like it was like a nine eleven. Probably moment. a morning, yeah. Everyone in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Like I just I remember it so clearly. Like as the news was filtering out, yeah, it was probably afternoon. I think they found him in the morning, and like it was just it was it was like a nine eleven moment. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. No, he was. He was. He's left a gaping hole and still does. Like mm. he, there's no one like him. Um, I suppose Jim Carrey as well, again, slightly different iteration, but like... Absolutely off the wall character, m- wacko kind of maniac genius kind of person. You know yeah, what
0: kind of? act It's interesting the names that you're like saying. What kind of act? Like, do you look? At, do you? Frame I, don't, your I, don't fr- I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm anything like these no, people
1: know. at all. I'm. I'm actually the other end of the spectrum. But that's why I admire them so much because I think there's something genius about that, and that I will never be. And I don't think I'm not even aiming to be. That's that's something on the other end of the spectrum in terms of what I'm trying to achieve with with my with with my end of things. And what's you know your what I mean? end of things? Um I I'd be more on the it's more serious like uh, a dra- dramatic or like I uh, that's more the thing that I'd love to get into like like Ki- like Peaky Blinders or or something like dramatic and and kind of like like the work that Killian Murphy does I mm-hmm. think he's a very good you know and that's again i'm not comparing myself <laughs> no no I, I know him. you're not murphy but um yeah, but that kind of thing rather than the off the wall character comedic uh, genius um you know improvisational stuff that jim carrey does like liar liar you know a, a lot of that is off the cuff in scenes like coming up with you know that's that's genius and, and that's why i guess when you ask me who's your favorite who would who do you admire who do you you know that kind of stuff is like the thing that i go yeah Wow, that's pretty
0: insanely cool lecture. Like, right, you know? right, let's yeah. go spin. Spin it! All right, here we go. Number 52, do you have it? No. No worries. No. Okay. okay. Uh, number 52, uh, what is one thing you wish you could change about yourself? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Who writes these? Is it, is it you? You're a sick, sick man. That is a terrible question. That is I don't awful. know if I ever asked that
0: question before.
1: Um... One thing I could change about myself. God, those these are the kind of questions you need like 10 minutes to
0: Really reflect on um, Like is there anything Because like I was thinking with this today Like those people <sighs> Who like don't regret anything Like do you know those people who, who are like Well no regrets And like they really Fucking mean Well like they say, they pretend They mean it mm. if they don't Like it's, it's real interesting Like uh, there are definitely Things I would change About myself Like I, I'm, re- I'm very happy With myself Okay
1: let's flip the question Around on you Because you might give me Some inspiration there To be able to be like Okay yeah okay So, so what what would you change One aspect of yourself I have your a section? really
0: big rib cage I'd love a smaller rib Oh are you talking cage? physical No I'm okay. talking anything You want oh, anything. Like, y- It could also be Like I've also got quite an addictive personality. Yeah. Like uh, I wish I didn't have that. Like I there's loads of things, but I'm very happy with who I am fundamentally. Like I'm, I think I'm a good, yeah. kind, nice person most of the time, which is probably most important. Yeah. But there are loads of things. Like cha- I wish I was a bit more flexible. I can't touch my toes, which mm. I, like, kind of annoys me. Um, like emotionally, yeah. I I guess I I I get stressed. Right. Like
1: I get stressed and I worry. Um, that's one thing I like. Um. The lady friend, shall we say, is very good at not kind of like she. She's not Tony's done. She's not a worrier. She's she's the other side of the spectrum. She's like, everything will be for cool. Everything's yeah. fine. Everything's grand. And I'm like, oh God, there's so much. I have to, there's lots on. And Jesus, there just there's you know, and I worry, yeah, um, and I stress. Um, so that's one thing I'd probably change is is my attitude towards that. And how could I like. Ride the wave a bit more, like it's all cool, you know. <laughs> and if you weren't like that, do you think that would like improve? Would that make? I get, it might I, might be to the detriment cause I, because I because I'm I get a lot of stuff done then. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like very proactive. I'm very productive with that. If you get me, it doesn't hamper my efforts. It just makes me. Doesn't make it the most comfortable ride, if <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, it, it could be a smoother way of doing things, basically. And
0: I, I don't want to go back to the old adage opposites attract, but in terms of like your relationship, do you think you balance each other out well in that Hugely. way? She is literally the ba- the opposite, end. yeah. So, I wonder completely. what would happen to you if, if you were like her in that way. Like, would it I work? I don't think it would work, no, isn't it? Because yeah. it's
1: there's a balance there, like, you know, I don't think, um, yeah, no, it's because that, yeah, opposites do attract, and that's the yin and the yang, the yin and the yang. The yin and the yang, yeah. That that's what that thing is, you know.
0: Um Have you been in relationships before where you were with other like kind of hyper stressed people and it and it was like yeah, w- more toxic? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. And what was that experience like in comparison to this? It's like that more toxic it and was it didn't
1: work, it didn't last, it like didn't
0: en- end up working, you know? Mm. Um it's so yeah. funny how like you kind of just need to find like whatever your like functions and dysfunctions are and kind of match them up with someone. Yeah, with else. someone who's who's like yeah, who that balances all that stuff. It's but really that's fucking hard to It's really hard to find. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. So um I'll be holding on to that one <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> Get dead right, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Um right, let's go to spin.
0: Yeah. Uh okay, here we go. Number thirty five. Do you have it? 35? No. I don't. Uh, how do you feel about being the age you currently are?
1: Um, Pretty content, to be honest. I would not want to go back for love nor money. And I going forward seems scarier <laughs> you know and uh, no. Um, no i'm pretty comfortable with the age i'm at um, what, what age are you? do you mind? 27
0: 27 yeah and so yeah. what was like you say you don't want to go back how far are we talking like obviously teenage. Oh, to like school or yeah. to
1: like what i was in ucd to college to go into lectures to being uncomfortable in in shifting from the world of schools the world of university and um, then going to study acting training full-time conservatory training eight in the morning till eight in the evening sometimes 10 or half 10 11 before you get home after in a show all, like all that experience is great and I wouldn't change any of it but I wouldn't want to live through any of that ever again <laughs> it's, it was, you know it's growing up is tough doing all that stuff is tough it's like now you're actually into the real thing which is like doing the, th- doing the thing yeah. rather than you know it's been education up until three years ago do you know mm. um So I think, and I think that, you know, since over the last three years, things have crested and things have always, thankfully, touched wood and they continue, have been uh, on the kind of up or not, or have been improving and not kind of stagnant or declining or, you know, so I think going forward, it's not like that. You know, scary scary thing, if you get me. But going back would be like, oh God, no,
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 do you think the experience of having done? I didn't actually know you went to UCD and did did that whole other thing before yeah, the conservatory. I started did, training. and that's what
1: made the conservatory
0: training so difficult, Jesus. Um, yeah. So talk about that. What was it? So
1: you go from school where you're treated like a child and you have to be, you have to wear your pants a certain way and be somewhere at a certain time. And I was never really good with authority. I probably still am, to be honest. Um, And then you go to university and you're like, you can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. You can be wherever you want, whenever you want. You can do whatever work you choose to do. If you don't choose to do it, that's on you. You have no one keeping tabs, no one telling you how to do it. And that's great, and it's liberating, and you get, uh, having been in, in the other system for the best part of 90% of your life, y- y- you finally get thrown off, that and you're like, wow, I'm an adult, this is great. And then you go into conservatory acting training, and you're treated like a baby again. <laughs> you're like, back to, you know, h- how to breathe, how to stand, where to be, when to be. Um, You're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, you know. And it's just like getting slapped back into... So that's what made conservatory acting I f- my first year was really uncomfortable, like really hard to adju- readjust. And, you know, uh, my just automatic reaction was to excuse me, to kind of um, fight against that, I suppose, because I, again, I just don't like authority. And having get been given a taste of, you know, um, autonomy over myself and independence, um, to go back into that was pretty difficult.
2: Mm, mm.
0: And then, like, so in terms of you said the idea of going forward, like then obviously there's like like a degree of fear there. Like, what's that about? Yeah, because of the unknown. Like, you
1: know what's happened,
0: you don't know what's coming. Sure.
1: Yeah, which is exciting because it could be absolutely fantastic, um, but then again, it couldn't. It could be absolutely horrific. Um, so that's yeah, it's just.
0: Do you do you think about your your life in that way? Like, do you have a? an image of what it looks like in five years, 15 years, that kind of thing?
1: Um, I suppose like the Jim Carrey thing, to sign a check and, you know, do you know, visu- right. visualize, he's a big th- believer in visualization, and, you know, but, no, I try not to think about it, I'm very much pr- living in the present moment, living, like, focusing on th- the immediate, rather than thinking about 10 years, I suppose, that's, again, that's the acting, maybe it's the acting training, or maybe it's just me, is about be- living in the present, and being as present as possible at all times, I don't. I don't usually think too far in advance. I'm not very good at it. Maybe you know, a, a twelve months would be the the abs. Maybe 12, 18 months would be the absolute most I'd be kind of thinking about down the track. But mm. then I, thereafter, like it's free for all. Whatever yeah. happens, happens. I think if you focus on the first those twelve months, eighteen months, you know, that's that. Then the rest will kind of you know, it'll you know again you get lost thinking about oh what's gonna happen in five ten years it's like well you know what's happening now what do you need to deal with right now you know that'll get you to five ten years if you're thinking about five ten years what's gonna you know nothing's gonna happen nothing's gonna get you there yeah
0: bollocks (laughs) (laughs) all right here we go number where are we number 21 do you have it no, 29. This is not a good ball machine, Tom. What have you done with these balls? Well, do you know, uh, the next question is going to be what would an appropriate title for your autobiography be and what have you done with these balls is not bad. What have you done with my balls? <laughs> Was that number 29, by the way? 21. Ah, jeez. <laughs> right, let's just give it a <laughs> Come on. We'll find an autobiography title for you. Yeah, yeah, you b- ha- by the end. By I'll the end, we'll one. find one. All right, number 45. Do you have it? No, 41. Okay. Uh, with the benefit of hindsight, was there a catalyst moment uh, that made you pursue acting?
1: Um. So I'd been acting as a kid. I went to... Um, like acting class at the weekend like from the age of seven I was doing like all sorts of sports like I was doing every sport under the sun as a kid and growing up yep. but like never really that excelled in m- any of them I was average at best and in, in p- across the board which is great because that actually helps with the acting thing if you can swim a bit if you can kick a ball a bit if you can swing a golf club a bit if you can pl- shoot a basketball into a hoop a bit and bounce a ball you know that all helps uh, you know doing middling of the road and all that stuff but uh yes yeah, so my parents enrolled me in acting classes and kind of what started off at seven or eight or yeah seven or eight in itw um independent theater workshop plug 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 um it became like acting dance musical theater speech drama um yeah so a whole plethora of classes and i ended up going from school school monday to friday from, you know, eight until four to then at the the weekends literally living out of another school which was the drama school all day Saturday and a half day on Sunday Mm. um, which is great. So, and then I went to UCD and I did geography and economics and that was kind of the sensible thing to do. You know, go and get a degree. That's what, that's one thing I would change about Ireland is the absolute psychological oppression that we put on our kids and people leaving school that you have to go to college. It's like, it's these, these, these steps like it's like this recipe for success is go to an academic school go get go excel in your academic school go and get your cao go to a university and learn third level we're awash with third level you know we've huge i think we have the highest amount of third level graduates per capita in europe if not in the west like it's it's insane so anyway i i went down that path did it and once i finished it i was like what am i doing like the only thing that got me up in the morning, and all the way through it, I would I did like a couple of feature films, and I did like advertisements, and I DJ'd on my way all through college. I didn't really go to lectures. I, I but one thing that get me up in the morning before five in the morning would be a pickup to go to set. Like no bother, I would jump out of bed for that. But if I had an alarm waking me up at half nine to be in a, a lecture for eleven, good luck. There's no like I'd just hit the snooze button. I wouldn't do it. So I re- you know once I finished college, I realized well. Know, what am i doing here like wh- and what were
0: you doing there what was the thing that brought you there was it parents yeah
1: just just yeah it was, it was the school it was like you know uh, i remember sitting down and you know my school was great i really loved my school but there was no there was no facilities for um you know i i want to do acting uh, look there's um this is trinity here and and dit and they're they're good courses and, and you know like you know, there's some academics you could do film and English. What about that? Or like, you know, well, you could study English and then, you know, or you know, it was all like, no, I want to learn how to act. Like, n- there's no, there's no, s- there's no, there's no facilities for it basically. So, um, I d- it was a combination of a lot of external factors that kind of, and I feel that's that's what. There's no one getting pushed into anything to do trade tra- with your hands or with trade. Or, you know, it's all to do with academics and intellectual. And, yeah, we have, you know, this big, huge brain-burst society. It's all about academics and computers and IT. But we're we're going to fall short on people like carpenters and electricians. And well, maybe we won't need them because they'll all be done by robots. Some robot will show you how to how fix your jacks or a me- mechanical robot will fix your car. But, like, there's no one doing mechanics anymore. There's no one doing electric... There's a huge... Like, there's no one doing that stuff anymore. It's all medicine or you know engineering or arts or you know sciences or you know all that stuff and that's well and good but like what about all the like the arts like or any of the other stuff that's happening Mm -hmm. Uh, you know anyway rant over Uh,
0: (laughs) I was interested in you talking about being like kind of like middle of the road for (coughs) a lot of the sport and things what's your relationship to sports now any interest still no I'd watch the rugby a bit
1: but um, and it. the UFC so whenever whenever that's on sometimes just when Conor was Conor was fighting or you know go- golf sometimes a little bit not really uh, yeah I you know I'd watch the rugby mainly when that's on yeah. like Guinness or the oh, like Heineken Cup what or you, think? you know that like thing
0: right sweet let's give it a spin do it all right here we go number twenty six no twenty nine no. number twenty six the question is what is your most treasured relationship with someone over the age of sixty five
1: my most treasured relationship with uh, someone over the age of 65 wow um my granny just turned 90 last week she or two weeks ago yeah. so there we go that might be one she's yeah, she's close. getting on not really um oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's actually I hate awful yeah no she's uh no we like yeah no but i don't know someone over 65 i don't really have many mates over 65 right i don't like yeah, yeah no I, I wouldn't but not many treasured relationships anyway
0: yeah, it's, it's in. Uh, I I do have a few. Maybe that's with the questions there. Maybe it's a bit of like, you it's know. A, it's a Tom Moran question. Indi- yeah, I'm folks. like, I'd wish someone asked me that. That's <laughs> probably what all these questions are, really, on yeah, some yeah. level. But, like, um, it is kind of interesting. I'd love to
1: see you do a personality bingo with yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom Moran, this is Personality Bingo, and I'm with Tom Moran. <laughs> Tom Moran <laughs> like, plays with himself. You know, spin, yeah, spin the basket there, Tom. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tom. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, it's, this is literally why you came up with this thing, isn't it? would be a very polite episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you should get some friends over 65. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if We're I'm going to crack- give you some the no, great crack well no they're just good although like i do <laughs> have this, great crack <laughs> I just do have this awareness that like like I do have like friends already 65 like just from like I don't know I had like a childminder when I was younger and stuff mm. and like she's uh she's amazing but like you also have this awareness like it's like m- all my grand my grandmother died about three months ago right so they're all dead now like all my so like it's like they I don't know it's just like that next wave of like because it's a big generation gap if you go from like my granny who just passed away was 91 and then you know it's your parents who are 30 like, something years y- behind that do you know so it's yeah. yeah it's interesting yeah yeah it's a big gap of like experience maybe that's what I like well, maybe that's what I like about it but yeah yeah, yeah. there you go mm. Wait, we give another spin yeah spin it alright here we go number do it. 30 do you have it nope no worries number 30 not gonna do this guys I'm <laughs> not gonna be able to ask Tom my questions Oh shit no go on <laughs> what is your worst habit
1: my worst habit, um, I bite my nails, and that's such a like stereotypical or not stereotypical but cliched habit. But yeah, I bite my nails a lot. Um, do you ever use a terrible paint? No, I did I actually when I was a teenager or something when I was younger. My mum tried to do that to me mm. when I was like 10 or 12 or something, and that that tastes like arse. Do that's it? really it's it's it tastes like nail, nail varnish remover almost. That's yes. what it tastes like. It tastes like that. Mm-hmm. It's gack, um, but um. No, I I don't know. My worst habit's probably that. Um is, is there is else. there a time when you do is it like a nervous thing or an anxious thing? No, yeah, I just yeah, sometimes yeah, I just do, yeah, just do, do it yeah. like.
0: Yeah. I haven't done it now, but I will right now, folks. know, yes. <laughs> I was terrible when I was younger for sucking my thumb. And like just shamelessly, I didn't even mind the fact that I did it. Like I did it till I was thirteen. And yeah. like then my mum was like, I was go- like obviously starting secondary school and whatever. And she's like, you can't do that. That's like a thing you'll get bullied about or something. And I was like, I don't care. I'm willing to die in this hill. Like, yeah. I fucking love it. I have a really bad habit. Whenever I go on like um like if a flights
1: on an airplane, I I do this thing um where I uh, I wait for like the the fasten belt sign to go off and, and I get up and um I, I walk down the aisle and and I crop dust uh, the entire uh, aisle. Um, You what? A crop dust. uh, crop dust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the (laughs) fuck are you talking (laughs) about? Have you never heard of crop dusting? No. It's my new favourite saying. Have you never heard of crop dusting? I don't dusting? know what you're talking about a Crop dusting is where someone gets up and walks down the entire aisle while farting all the way along. The aisle. So you crop dust the plane. <laughs> I heard that the other day. It's my new favourite thing. A crop duster. A serial crop duster. Wow. Yeah, sorry, folks. That's uh, gotten a bit um, loose there. We'll get back to the questions. I tonight. wish I could
0: say bollocks. <laughs> I wish. All right. Here we go. Number 25. Twenty? No. Have we not had that already? No. Twenty-nine. <laughs> Number twenty-five. <laughs> uh, the question is: Tell us something about yourself that when people hear it, they are surprised.
1: Oh man. Um, I suppose when I tell people I'm an actor, or people ask me what I do, and I'm like an actor and producer, and they go, "What? i was like, "Yeah. <laughs> like people are really surprised by that um, a lot of the times. What do you think? You, if, um, if you weren't
0: doing that, like, what do you think? What do you think people <laughs> like? If you're, what do you think your casting type is in like a profession? In a profession? Yeah. Oh God! You could be a young guard. Could I? I think so. Yeah.
1: You heard it first. in cast me and taken down. Well done. Or think. like something <laughs>
0: financial, <laughs> financially. I think.
1: Um, like, um, financial. Yeah, I could be. If like, I could see myself in a suit, like yeah, in like a w- banker, working something in Davies awful. or something like that. Um, no, but if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably love to be in like event management or something like that, working on like organizing like music gigs or like l- I used to do that when I was in when i was in school we had this mini company we did this thing called blast beat which is where they go into schools and you set up a mini company and you organize a battle of the bands and they're kind of all linked amongst the different companies in the school you do it in transition year, mm. and anyway we flew over to the uk um there was a, a group of us that the the people in the head office really liked and we flew over to uk to do like the blast beat uk finals and ever since then i was like jesus this whole being involved in music gig stuff is a load of crack um, so I'd love to get if I wasn't doing this I'd probably be doing event management or something along the lines of
0: were uh, you ever in a band or do you sing yeah or? I played
1: drums for years yeah. I played in two bands the drums in two bands played a bit of guitar as well still play a bit of guitar but like not well because yeah. strum, a, strum a song yeah. Are you like, singer? Oh, you yeah i can sing a bit yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Not, not not as great as i could um you know i used to do singing lessons but um once you stop flexing the muscle it kind of goes a bit to shit mm. um but yeah no i can i can hum a tune
0: yeah yeah yeah. Right, let's get spin. yeah let's get a spin all right here we go number 16 do you have it nope no worries number 16 the question is uh what are your memories of 9-11
1: Oh god I remember being in school and in 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 and um I remember coming out of school like coming out the front door and my um teacher crossing the car park with this really worried look on her face and like she was just like flustered as hell and she she shouted over to one of the other teachers teachers the, 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 the towers have have to being hit and 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 I was like what what the hell and I was like that's that's bizarre anyway I cycled home and I got in my mum was sitting like with her mouth on the floor in the front room with the TV on and um I came in, I was like, what the hell's going on? She, and she she didn't answer me, I looked at the TV and they were playing footage of the plane going into the tower. And I'll just never forget, st- I literally felt like the world stopped and I was just standing still there for an hour and we were just sitting there saying nothing to each other, just looking at the screen, watching people jump out, jumping out of the buildings and, and and it was just really surreal, it felt like a dream, it felt like, like really bizarre... Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of the timeline. I don't think you'll ever forget that kind of a timeline mm. um, of something like that. Um, it's one of the rare rare hum, hum events in humanity that you'll always kind of remember. That's a good question. Where <laughs> were you when that happened? Yeah. Yeah, you'll always, you'll always know, you'll always remember that. Like, that was insane stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's not because how young we were and you still know. Yeah, I was like, ten,
1: when was that? 2001? Yeah. Yeah, I was like 10, been, yeah. I was like 10, yeah, but I'd still have vivid memories of my TV and of the screen and the room and everything. Um but yeah, it was bizarre. Um yeah. Yeah, it was scary, scary. Scary
0: stuff. All right, here we go. Number 53. Do you have it? No. No worries. Number 53. The question is, what is the greatest piece of art you've ever witnessed? Oh God! Anything, theater, films, um,
1: <laughs> um, I don't know, man. That's really hard. I. This is. A, I'm so bad at picking. Like, if someone goes, tell me your favorite film. Go i'm like i have no idea i like so much mo- i I don't know that's that's one of the hardest i hate when people ask me that like what's your favorite piece of theater what's your favorite company what's your fa- you know what's yeah. your favorite drink
0: i don't know <laughs> I, I I have no favorites i'd like what kind of an audience member are you are you, do, when <coughs> you go to see theater as like a, an actor and a producer do you find you're uh, extra critical or are you kind of like appreciate the effort no that's i'm
1: appreciating in? i'm more of an appreciator rather than a critic criti- a critical kind of person mm. um I don't sit there and kind of sit in the high horse and be like, "Oh, they've done that so awfully, how terrible!" Uh, no, i I more appreciate trying to find the good things in it um, a- and the things that didn't go so well, and you you learn from going to see all that stuff mm. as well. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly do not have an answer for the best, um, the best piece of art I've seen. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Right, let's give it. let spin it because I have <laughs> three minutes left. Mm. All right, <laughs> number fifty-eight. Do you have it? Uh, nope. No worries. Number fifty-eight. The question is: In terms of artistic creation, what drives you to do what you do? Artistic creation.
1: How do you mean? Well, like in inter- um, like why?
0: Why do you think you're fundamentally an actor?
1: Um, because it can't be anything else.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um like for me I love the idea and even with this podcast it's the same where any piece of writing I do or acting whatever it might be I love the idea that like someone witnessing it might feel a little less lonely I like that idea that yeah. like you know one of your answers they might feel is a bit like if they were to say it, it's a bit weird and then you give the same weird answer or whatever like, it's like,
1: I guess it's connection really Yeah, it's about connection to the self mm. connection to other people it's about telling stories about storytelling um, but m- mostly for me I think it's about connection mm. about connecting with other people mm. um on a different level that's just fleeting like everyday like kind of coffee talk you know to really dig into someone or another person like when you're doing a scene or you know working on a character or i find that probably the most interesting to try and step into other someone's shoes in in a scene with someone else um and to feel all those things that are N- not nothing to do with you but you you feel you know uh, you know i feel a lot <laughs> that uh, sounds weird but uh, <laughs> you know but do you know what i mean like it's um yeah i guess it's just to, to to be able to um
0: yeah connect when you say you feel
1: a lot do you consider yourself like an emotional person yeah i would yeah yeah i would i absolutely would yeah um wonder what that is about like sensorily like in my chest and my stomach i feel a lot
0: uh, in my mm. head you know yeah i d- yeah yeah, yeah, that is interesting when you feel things in your like chest or in your, your tummy yeah, your, yeah. or or whatever the thing is. Like, mm-hmm. do you associate those with like certain feelings? Like for me, like if like, like w- when I'm feeling at my very very worst, I really feel it like in my gut, like in my stomach. Yeah, I, I, uh, Helena
1: Walsh trained us in the Gaiety School, and she did a lot of senso- sensory work. So instead of thinking about emotions like joy or grief or excitement or anger or frustration or any variations on the spectrum uh, instead of thinking them as a, f- a fee- uh, like think of them as a feeling as, as a, what do you f- where do you feel the where do you feel it actually in your body and i guess that's mm. definitely driven into my everyday life do you know what i mean mm. I, I, when i feel stressed or when i feel you know it also helps me to deal with it because i can notice where it is you know accept that breathe it in breathe it out let it go and let it you know um yeah, it's good. Good work. Good. Good help for every you know every day, not just acting. Yeah.
0: <coughs> yeah. 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 All right. Sweet. We've probably got time for two more. Okay. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Number forty-six. No, nope. you don't have that one. Number forty-six. The question is, do you believe in an afterlife?
1: Oh, we talked about a bit about this earlier. Um, I I don't believe in anything man any a uh, man made afterlife. I do not believe in any religious r- religions that are man made. um... I actually don't like religion as a device i I think for the most part it's been quite toxic over history um and it's it's not you know not l- it's led to more negative than than you know for me personally i just i'm not i d- i just don't i don't believe in religion um but I do believe that we are so going back to the infinitesimally small thing and we can only understand so much given the size of our actual understanding machines in, the in in between our ears where they're so infinitesimally small in the grander scheme of things, that w- how could we possibly understand uh, beyond what we can see in this room, I- you know, in the sky, or, like, you c- you we couldn't possibly understand. Like, to, to even think about the scale of some of the things that are we can see would m- boggle our brains, do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I always like to think that there is something afterwards, that it's not just a, bla- a forever blackness Um you know that there it's not going to be a cloudy kind of cotton candy place where we all meet up with all our lost loved ones and and sing and dance and hold hands but i i like to think there there is something this the part of you that makes you you maybe goes into something else maybe i don't know recreation or anything like that but like Mm. i I like to think that this it's not just an empty black void or maybe it is maybe just cease to exist and that's it um but definitely not Afterlife, heaven, you know, yeah. as as it man-made, man 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 made manifests itself, mm.
0: um. If you get me, I get you. All right, let's give it one last spin. Let's do it. All right, here we this go. This is how we do it. Number fifty-one. No, no, no. All I right. only got
1: one number, lads. Is that normal?
0: Uh, is that t- no? That's terrible. No, no, it's well, it, people have got none before, so you're not. Okay, well... Yeah, you're, you're not okay. the very best. We
1: time. need to limit these balls. I think you should do like 50 balls, maybe.
0: All right, can you know what? Get your own fucking podcast.
1: <laughs> Hello, welcome to Killian's Calls. <laughs> Killian Calls? Killian Coils. 50-ball basket twirly personality game. Bollocks. Bollocks, <laughs> bollocks. <laughs> yeah. It'll have a bollocks button, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I bloody well need one. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 No, no, th- that waiver you signed at the start, that means the bollocks button is nowhere Oh, yeah. <laughs> she. I right, number fifty one. Last question. Uh, what's the worst date you've ever been on? No. <laughs> you definitely have one. In no. Mind. Um, oh, I don't
1: actually. But can I, t- I, I? Can I? Can I pawn this off on someone else? Sure, please. I heard this. I we were at a Halloween party the other day, and hopefully he's not listening. But <laughs> well, I won't. I don't know. I won't name who he is. But one of the lads was saying he went out on this Tinder date, and um, he was in his suit. He was. He works in a bank. He was, he was in a suit after work or whatever, and she came. And she sat down, and, and she he just slowly began to realize, talking to her, that she, she was the complete opposite of him. Like, she was uh, into, into yoga and into, like, meditation, and he's just kind of like this lad from South County Dublin works in a bank, kind of a bit straight <laughs> so, uh So, yeah, uh, ha- he ordered one drink, or the he ordered around, and they were chatting, and the, uh, they finished that drink fairly quickly, like, after, f- you know, five, ten minutes. They ordered another drink, and then, you know, just there was kind of a lull in conversation. She just goes... Yeah, no, this isn't gonna work. And she just stood up and walked away. Wow! Literally, just stood up, and that was it. She didn't even say goodbye, thank you. She said, "Yeah, no, this isn't gonna work." And she <laughs> stood up and walked away. Kind of better. <laughs> well, in fairness, it is Tinder, so um, fair play to her. Uh, she, you know, well, don't waste, don't waste more time than's necessary. <laughs> just, but I just thought it was just. i um, I like visualizing that. Is just that would wreck me. That would be horrible. Oh, I dude. felt so bad for him as well because he was so cut up about it and was like oh you poor poor bastard oh, was he no well he wasn't
0: like in bits about it but you could just tell that he was like yeah, well, I, of course you would be, like, someone's... someone's but, just like, like, but you no, said about them being so mean. opposite, so, like, rather than going through, like, an awkward, like, uh, like weird, like, oh, will we kiss goodnight? Yeah, or anything, yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah. Do you know, like, some weird, like, or, or whatever the fuck it was going to be. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. just... <laughs> it but
1: right he was he he liked her as well, he still thought oh, she okay. was nice and, like, yeah, but oh, okay, then okay, he he just... Th- it was after the fact. Like, obviously he didn't go, oh, shit, we we're opposite or whatever. In it, he was like, oh, yeah, so blah, 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 talking, talking, talking away, and she just eventually went... Yeah, no. This is gonna look them up and take. <laughs> yeah, no. This is gonna work. <laughs> but you do know, Some, like you do know
0: that quickly. Sometimes you just, yeah, like, oh, no. This in is fairness, totally wrong. Yeah, this is. I've heard
1: of people like literally the date has come up to me and "Are you uh, Tom?" And you go, "Yeah."
0: Oh. <laughs> walked away Like
1: yeah. Like I, First First glance
0: I've um, had like I, I wouldn't quite call it Being like catfished But like being misled I would I suppose And like it, like It's a real shitty thing To do to someone Like you should yeah. never do that To someone Fundamentally Like especially on those Kind of Like dating sites Like the whole contract Is like a degree of honesty That like you're gonna do What you say you do In your bio And you're gonna look like You say you look like In your pictures mm. Cause it's so fundamentally Superficial That y'all have to sign up For a contract To superficiality Or the whole thing Falls to fuck Do yeah, you know what yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. So um Yeah, but uh, poor fella. Mm. Well, we'll dedicate that episode to... To Mister Banker, Mr. yeah, Mister Banker, Banker, yeah, he's a nice boy. Yeah, man. Um, Curry, thanks so much for doing this. Will you do no me worries. a favor uh, and yeah. tell me about all the things coming up for you and the acting and producing
1: end? Absolutely. So I am currently producing uh, the new theatre artist in residence, the wonderful Kira Smith's uh, final production or main production for artist in residency. It's called We Can't Have Monkeys in the House. It's a new absurd comedy. It's absolutely hilarious. It was written for Ashling O'Mara, Daniel Gallagher, uh, Camille Lucy Ross, and Meg. Heel- all the four of them, the best girdles in the world, and they're all in it and they're absolutely amazing. And it's just an off the walls bonkers piece about four sisters and um, that have to come back together um because their mammy's uh going she she's dying and she's on her deathbed. Um but it is and that sounds really grim, but it's actually really hilarious because one of them's a strange and they're all absolutely off the walls and hilarity ensues. And there's um an unbelievable team working on it. Um, it's uh, all of the rough magic seeds. Kira's a rough magic seed, and, and the rest of them John Gunning, Naomi Faulkner, Leah Dudney, and and um, did I say Naomi? Yeah, I said <laughs> Naomi. Uh, and Kira, and uh, oh my god, my brain. All the best people. I'm so sorry. Why? Why can't I think of the the team? M- me and then yeah. But they're they're all absolutely insane and incredible at what they do, and they're all um working on it. Um, so it's going to be a really exciting project. It's on from the 12th to the 24th of November mm-hmm. from 7:30, and tickets are 13 or 15 euro. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Sweet. Well, look, I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm sure a ton of our listeners will, because Kira's doing the show. Nearly. Uh, in fact, almost all your whole honey, team. all honey was absolutely class, and all the team. If you
1: look at the work they've done, like they're they're absolutely um, incredible. Uh, Olivia Songer is directing. That's the one person. I forgot. Come on, Olivia. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> my brain. Uh, we've had a lot of questions here, Olivia. Tom's rattled my brain, but Olivia uh, as well. She's a rough magic seed, and she's incredible, and she is directing the piece. Um, and also Pamela McQueen is is a dramaturg. Final piece of the puzzle, and that is everyone. It's a team of eleven. It's actually kind of yeah, it's quite a lot to a lot of names. It's a huge team, but it's yeah. uh, it's a, it's an incredible, incredible team. Um, so yeah, come
0: on down. Excellent. All right, Killing Coyle. Thanks for playing Personality Bingo. No worries. And
1: if you made it this far, thank you so much. Fair play to you. Like that's an absolute your legends. And thank you for listening to me laugh silly for follows. Follows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, guys, that was the superfluous Killian Coyle playing personality bingo. <laughs> Killian, if you are listening, a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it and for inventing the bollocks button. I mean, that was kind of special in and of itself. Uh, also, a huge thank you to, as I said, the phenomenal Aaron Lindsay for mixing, editing and producing the podcast. Also, a huge thank you to Alan Bennett and Paddy O'Leary for having us aboard the network, to Liam Moore and Anthony Manley for their beautiful theme music and to the Ever excellent Connor Nolan for our delicious artwork. If you could taste it, it would taste like banana and pear. Um, is that even a flavour? If it was, it was delicious. Um, what else do we need to say? Yeah, go and check out uh, Killian, um, uh, Killian and Kira and all the gangs play. Um, it's in the new theatre. Uh, so we can't have monkeys in the house. Um, it's going to be deadly. It's kicking off uh, on the 12th or 13th. I think it's the 12th. Let's go with the 12th uh, of... Um, November and if it's not the 12th it's the 13th and it's running until the 24th and I know that for sure uh, and I'm going to go and see it I urge you to do the same uh, guys other than that please tune in next week as we uh, we're real close to episode 100 now I don't know we're on like about 96 or 7 I think um, so it's getting real close Tr- going to try organise something real amazing for episode uh, 100 if I can at all and um, thanks for being a part of the journey thus far uh, if you're new to us welcome aboard um, hit subscribe give us a rate and do all that stuff that you know to do for podcasts I do really make a difference especially for little baby podcasts like mine Um, and thank you so much for your support tune in next week when the effervescent justine stafford plays personality bingo with tom Moore.